man, is that the Rock News Weekly podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Follow us on all social media platforms at Rock News Weekly for our quick one-minute weekly update videos. And please give the episode a five-star rating if you enjoy the episode. Now on to this week's episode. It's time for another episode of the Rock News Weekly Podcast. Chris here, as well as Charles. What's going on, man? Ain't none to it but to do it. That's right. Week of April 19th, 2021, Season 3, Episode number 15. This week, we got lots of things to talk about, including Foo Fighters teaming up with Vans to help struggling local businesses. Mm. We'll uh, see what that's all about. Kirk Hammett's guitar from the music video One sells at auction. Ooh. We'll let you know how much for. Uh, ACDC's Brian Johnson announces his autobiography that's coming out later this year. Black Sabbath Sabotage gets the deluxe reissue treatment. We'll let you know what's included in that. Nice. Corn Monumental live stream this weekend in downtown LA on the set of the Stranger Three uh, Stranger Things Drive oh. Into Experience. Yeah, we saw that one time with the yeah the giant kind of thing. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. So that's yep. where Corn's live stream is going to be this weekend. Plus mm-hmm. this week in music history trivia. This weekend new releases. Uh, RockNewsWeekly.com of course, and of course on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at RockNewsWeekly. Give us a like and a follow. Uh, this week upcoming releases on the 23rd of April this this week we're going to have a new album actually from Dinosaur Jr which oh. sounds really cool it's called Sweep It Into Space also new stuff out from Field Music Luminous Kid Porter Robinson Silverware Todd Snyder I believe that's the guy no that's not him that's different Todd Snyder uh, Tom Jones wow Tom Jones holy shit he's still not alive unusual. is he still alive apparently okay. he is still alive uh, and he's putting out new music on this Friday 23rd so coming out uh, on this Saturday, April 24th, we got a, lo- a global streaming event. They're calling it Corn Monumental. And it- it's apparently shot, I think it's on the rooftop, of this Stranger Things drive-into experience, which is uh, in downtown L.A. Now, you said you've, you've seen that before? No, we-, we covered it on the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we right. talked about it. It was the same picture even exactly. that showed the whole. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so we're, you know, looking forward to that. This is going to be a cool live stream. You can check it out, cornlive.com. If you guys want to check out that live stream coming up this Saturday, uh, let's get into the rock news this week, shall we? Kirk Hammett, his guitar, the legendary guitar he used in the music video for Metallica's One, has just sold on auction. What do you think it sold for? Um, I'm going to go, okay, so One being such an epic song and the video, that black and white with the Johnny's Got His Gun references in the background oh my god i'm gonna go this guitar sold for at least a hundred and twenty thousand you're very close almost right on the money hundred and twelve thousand whoa hundred twelve thousand dollars actually hundred and twelve five hundred the high bidder remains anonymous we what? don't know who it is yeah could be sammy it's man kirk Hammett. it's kirk yeah, Hammett. Man, i just had to buy it man i yeah. just love that guitar man i'm gonna sit on fire like jimmy man what where sammy how he did just came i in? didn't I even know. see you i don't know he just he had he had something to say about that and now he's know. gone he's already it? out of here what, what just happened i don't know what's going on he's, with my he's, life he's man. riding a bottle of cabo wabo tequila on out of here oh yeah that's, that was impressive around i mean there's no carbonation in it but it sure did seem bubbly <laughs> <laughs> guitar has since been autographed of course by hammett and described as being in excellent condition mm. of course from the 1988 album and justice for all still one of metallica's probably uh most famous tracks probably oh, yeah. their most famous track i don't know maybe enter sandman 
Maybe um, Enter Sandman might be yeah, up there. Enter, Enter Sandman, yeah, is like a as more of a kind of a mainstream pop mainstream, but one definitely I would say everybody knows one. And the everybody solo on one. it I think is pretty legendary oh, yeah. too. Oh, big so. time. That's pretty cool. It kind of looks like a Fender Stratocaster, to be honest. It Without does. that ESP head on it, it looks exactly like a Fender Stratocaster. It does. It's when, de- yep. And it's kind of like a um, a wood, almost like a peach colored wood tone to it. Oh yeah, it's a pretty that's, unique color of guitar. That's beautiful. Uh, so there you go. Happy buyer at one hundred twelve thousand. Uh, Foo Fighters teaming up with Vans to help local struggling businesses. So if you remember a couple weeks back, we uh, mentioned that Foo Fighters has an official shoe through Vans. Oh, yeah. It's like the Foo Fighters high top or whatever yeah. with the Foo Fighters logo on it, right? And there's a documentary coming up that's specifically about Vans. That's right. Writing in Vans, yeah. The, the band has teamed up with Vans. It's called Foot the Bill Program, offering Foo Fighters branded shoe and T-shirt for sale that will assist the Jensen Guitar and Music Company in San Santa Barbara. Foo Fighters guitarist Chris Shiflett chose this business personally. He said, quote, Jensen Guitar Music Co. has always held a special place in my heart. Not only is it the shop me and my brothers learned how to play guitar in, but my brother Mike teaches there now. I have so many great memories of being in Jensen's as a little kid. I'm so excited that the Foo Fighters and Vans are lending a hand to help them get through a rough year. Nice. The Foo Fighter shoes are currently on sale for 95 bucks. You guys can check it out uh, on their website for Vans uh, or Foo Fighters for more info on Dope. that. I, have you seen the preview for the... Um for the Foo Fighters documentary where they're, it's all these different oh, artists yeah, yeah. traveling around in bands. Yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah. They're kind of harkening back to the Foo Fighters days where they were, like you, like you mentioned, traveling around in, in a van, yeah. basically kind of punk rocking it, yeah, yeah, doing, doing a tour. And that was after he was in Nirvana. Oh, yeah. One of the biggest bands in the world. And yeah. then he kind of reset everything, started from scratch, and uh, Dave Grohl's just that kind of guy. Didn't want to ride on the coattails of that. Uh, and he slummed it in the van for the beginning of the Foo Fighters uh, and kind of Really, you know, cut his teeth and earned a lot of stripes doing it that way. Yeah. And I think he earned a lot of respect from people in the industry as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to that. Check this out. Looking forward to this as well. Look at this huge box set Whoa. that's coming out for Black Sabbath Sabotage. Beautiful. Look at all this vinyl. There's even a booklet in there, a recreation of a poster. It's coming out June 11th. It's Black Sabbath Super Deluxe Edition of their 1975 album, Sabotage. Nice. The collection will be issued for CD, for LP set. And the vinyl version, including a bonus 7-inch RPM with the single edit for Am I Going Insane and Hole in the Sky on the flip side. The single's artwork is going to replicate the rare Japanese release of the single, which is pretty cool. So uh, for fans, uh, definitely wanted to check that out. It also comes with a Madison Square Garden replica concert book oh. and a Sabotage 1975 tour color poster. I would love that, yeah, actually. That would, that would be pretty dope. It would be pretty awesome. It's definitely the most uh, complete and comprehensive set of that, of that album and mm-hmm. that era for Black Sabbath. Listen, so. all y'all. Check it out. ACDC's Brian Johnson is going to release his autobiography coming out later this year. It's called The Lives of Brian. Nice. Kind of clever instead of yeah, The Life like of a, Brian. Like a Monty, Monty Python, Python reference. Yeah. Yep, good stuff. October 26th, it's coming out. Uh, it's including, of course, stories and info about his life as a child in the UK. Nice. He was the son of a British Army Sergeant Major. And he was in, of course, the band Geordie before he replaced the late Bon Scott in ACDC. He had his hearing issues, if you remember. He had yeah. to quit the tour in 2016. Uh, so he's going to be talking all about that. He says, quote, I've had some long nights and some great nights, bad days and a lot of good ones. I've gone from choir boy to rock and roll singer, and now I've gone and written a bloody book about it. The Lives of Brian coming October 26th. You know, um, I, I heard that the audiobook version of this 
it's just going to be somebody gargling rusty nails. <laughs> very That's similar. Yeah, very similar to that. his vocals. It's going to, it's going to. When I was a boy. <laughs> when I was five. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's right. That's going to be it. It's going to be good look, stuff. Look at forward to Check that. it out. All right. Uh, look at this. Joey Ramone is going to be played by Pete Davidson. In an upcoming Netflix biopic. Okay, I can actually see that. The long-awaited Joey Ramone yeah. biopic has been announced to premiere on Netflix, starring Saturday Night Live's Pete Davidson. Yeah. The, the film is titled I Slept with Joey Ramone, and it was announced yesterday on, oh, excuse me, April 15th, on the 20th anniversary of the Ramones' death at age 49 from lymphoma. So the project is in pre-production. And it will chronicle Ramon's life along with the often chaotic comical career of the Ramones. The script for the film is based on the memoir of Ramon's brother Mickey Lay, or Mickey Lee, excuse me, with the new treatment written in collaboration with Davidson. Both right. Lee and Davidson will serve as executive producers, and the film developed via Netflix and STX film. Okay. So that sounds cool. It's got, you know, about as uh, authentic of a person from the Ramones camp as you can involved yeah. in the in the process. Pete Davidson's on board. It sounds kind of cool. Uh, there's a lot of kind of love hate with Pete Davidson, especially right now. Um, but honestly, when you think about Pete Davidson, I think he's probably a good pick. For yep. this. I think so. Uh, yeah. so, uh, that, that's coming out. Uh, when is it? Doesn't say 20, 20, 24 hours ago. It came out. <laughs> right. Check it out on Netflix guys. I'm not sure exactly on the release date on that. Uh, Green Day launching a virtual coffee house. Huh? It's called the Oakland coffee house. And it will feature both new and established artists from the U.S. as well as rare footage of previous Green Day performances. It's uh, all online and it's all virtual. Okay. Uh, and it premieres, it actually premiered this past Friday, April 16th, with Green Day's Jason White, Brontez, Purnell, and Whatever Glades. Proceeds from ticket sales help support the artists and their charities of choice. Uh, basically, they said, quote, Oakland Coffeehouse is good music, plain and simple. This is just another way for people to have some fun and watch some insanely talented musicians do what they're great at. Oh, okay. Quote. That sounds actually pretty cool. Yeah, so check that out on Green Day's official uh, social medias and their website, or you can look it up. Oakland Coffeehouse, uh, it just debuted this past Friday. Nice. Excuse me. Ugh. Billy Joe. All right, Miles Kennedy recalls auditioning for Led Zeppelin oh, in wow. a new interview that came out this week. Uh, so you remember the 2007 reunion concerts? They invited uh, Miles Kennedy to write and rehearse with them over the course of two sessions. Okay. He appeared on the Appetite for Distortion podcast this past week, remembering about it. He said, quote, Well, we did stand in a room together and played a fair amount of those songs. I never thought of it like I was playing with Led Zeppelin. For me, it was always Jason and Jimmy and Jaw Paul Jones, and I don't think they were really sure if it was going to happen and what they would have even called it. I don't think they were going to call it Led Zeppelin, end quote. Oh, yeah. You know what? I, I, I bet you anything that um, Miles Kennedy said, hey, you guys should check out this song that I wrote. And then he played it for them. And then afterwards they were like, hey, guess what? You should check out this song that we wrote. I know, <laughs> and right? And they played it back. He said, Wait, hold on a second. Uh, he said uh, how emotional it was to sing some of the songs with the band. He said, quote, I come back. We'd done one jam session in early June 2008. And then I came back again. And I think it was September after I've done a tour with Alter Bridge. We reconvened in London. And during one of those rehearsals, we were playing with the Rain song. And because that song is so beautiful and so haunting, I think we got to the second verse, whichever verse it is, where John Paul Jones comes in with the descending Mellotron part. And that's when it hit me. I literally had to pull away from the mic. My eyes were welling up and goosebumps. And that was the moment of realization. You were playing arguably your favorite song of all time with the guys who created it. 
uh, he thought this is insane no matter what you do from this day from this point forward it may never feel quite like this and so i hold on to that memory dearly you know quote. i was listening to zeppelin the other day and i was just thinking that you know because you laughed when you said the guys who created it i know um i was listening to zeppelin and i was just thinking you know what? even though they basically bit like a huge amount of their songs from other people like they're still pretty damn awesome well and and see that's the thing like the rain song physical graffiti when we get into houses of the holy and pretty much onward yeah that's all super original yeah, yeah. material it's yeah. those first two albums of zeppelin's led zeppelin one and two that are the ones the sore spot i think with the fan community and the you know just the people that look at it from a historical point of view and it yeah, doesn't yeah. it doesn't age well the way that they did those first two albums without giving those guys the proper writing credits. Right, right. But you're right. They are completely original, amazing musicians, especially oh, yeah. Jimmy Page. And there are songs like that, like the Rain song, The Song Remains the Same, that they didn't rip off from anybody, and they just came from a place of, of pure talent and imagination. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Definitely. Well, that's that's interesting. I bet it would be very it would be very difficult for that'd me. Be pretty, I would say that'd be a trip, right? Yeah, it would playing, be very, yeah. playing for one of the bands that you grew up listening, and they're like, "Hey, our lead singer really can't hack it anymore. You want to step in and do it?" And oh yeah, it's almost kind of cool, but then at the same time, it's like, ah, oh, this doesn't feel right. This isn't like yeah. it's not really the real thing, you know. Uh, so anyway, very cool. Check that out on another podcast, Appetite for Distortion. If you guys are interested in checking out that interview with Miles Kennedy. Uh, rock birthdays this week. John Kay, the lead singer of Steppenwolf, turning 77. Mm. And Linda Perry, the singer and songwriter for Four Non Blondes, is turning 56 oh, this week. Yeah. All right, so we got some trivia for you this week, guys. This week in music history trivia. In 1996, we had a reunion. We had a big reunion. This band announced their reunion tour with all four original members. Was it A, Judas Priest, B, Kiss, or C, Black Sabbath Ooh. on this week in 1996. Oh, man. What do you think? Um, it's, uh, okay, it 1996. It 1996, this band announces their reunion tour with all four original members. Was it A, Judas Priest, B, Kiss, C, Black Sabbath, or D, a Coke-fueled David Crosby and the Coke-tastic trio? That's a little a little known band. They could have reunited as well. That is a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't throw them in there, but that could be that could be it. Yeah, I think yeah, it was just a yeah. That was a small tour, right? Travesty. They just played like biker bars and they did. Yeah, and I it, think they did Sturgis that year. Yep, and it wasn't biker bars like motorcycle bikes. <laughs> no, just like, like bicycle just Schwinn bikes. Yeah, yeah. Schwinn bikes where Schwinn. you can get a pint and get your chain <laughs> adjusted. Yeah, because you know doing those thirty mile treks on a on a ten speed is a uh, you know you need a lot of yeah, cocaine. Yeah, you gotta pull over sometimes <laughs> and get adjusted both physically and mentally. Yeah, right. Spiritually, spiritually and David Crosby. E. Um, I'm gonna go with because a movie came out around this time that actually was quite funny that talked specifically about Kiss. I'm gonna go with Kiss. Kiss. Mm -hmm. You would be correct. Kiss officially announced their Ooh. reunion tour with all four original members, makeup, costumes, staging at a press conference on the USS Intrepid in New York City on nice. this week in 1996. Nice, nice. <laughs> Remember the movie that came out with the with the, I don't. It was with the kid from um, Terminator 2. Oh, um, Detroit Rock City. Detroit Rock City. Yeah. It was a great movie. Just came out like right around this time. That's, so that's right. That's that was a great movie. Mm -hmm. I do love that movie. Great movie. That was an awesome movie. Very cool. If you haven't seen Detroit Rock City, guys, come on, check it out. All right, here it is. Here's another good trivia question, guys. Also, 
way back. Let's set it way back now uh, mm. to 1964, this week in music history trivia. The debut album. It's funny that we were kind of talking about this a little bit earlier. The debut album by this band is released in the UK, which is actually a collection of R&B and rock and roll covers featuring only one actual original recording by the band. What band was it? Was it A, Led Zeppelin, B, The Rolling Stones, or C, Queen? Oh, Their very first album in 1964, it was mostly, it was actually all R&B and rock and roll covers. And they only had one original song. Ooh, on this their debut album. This one's gonna be difficult. So we're we're gonna talk this, this one out. Th- and this one goes along with my gripe with bands of that era from the UK. Oh yeah, yeah. That they were literally ripping off American black yep. music and passing it off as their own. Yes. And you know this this trivia question is a good example of it. They only had one original song. Yeah. Of yeah. theirs on their debut album. And then they get all this fanfare and all everybody. This credit, and yeah. it's like you just ripped off a bunch of tracks. You did a bunch of cover songs. You did yeah. karaoke for your first album. And probably didn't even reference the people who actually wrote the songs. Now, okay, let's put that in context to today's music. What if someone like a Billie Eilish or a Lord or anybody did nothing but covers for their first album? Oh, yeah. And one original song. You know how people would react to that now? Well, you know, they'd be like, yeah. this is bullshit. This is what what is this artist? Who do they think they are? Oh right? hell yeah! Ripping off all these music, you, you know you're who do you think you are, right? But back then in the '60s, that was cool. That was like whoa, yeah. hey, we're doing something different, and we're taking we're we're taking this stuff from the '20s and the '30s and we're ma- making, making it hip hey, again. We're making know? it hip again. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Lalo and I were talking about this just last week. Actually, we were we were rolling down and we had we we popped up this this really funny YouTube video. Um, where where somebody took four modern country or no five modern country pop country songs, oh, put them all back, put to them back. all b- or yeah, and layered them, yeah, and, then it and it's sounded, all the same fucking right? song. And yep. then somebody said on like on the comments, somebody said, if this were rock, they would all be getting sued. Continu- country music would be continuously suing each other because it's all the same fucking thing. Yep, like completely ripped off. Um, so this one, um, this one audience, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a special treat here. This one audience, we're going to talk this one out. We're going to let you choose. We're going to give the mic to Lalo real quick so that he could read this trivia question for us. You ready, Lalo? Uh, Come on over here, buddy. Put your, put, yeah, you're reading the question itself and, and all three. But you got to keep, put your, put your face right next to the mic. Right yep. Right next to the mic. The debut album by this band is released in the UK, a collection of R&B and rock and roll covers, featuring only one actual original recording by the band. What band was it? A. Led Zeppelin. B. Rolling Stones. Or C. Queen. Nicely done, Lalo. What do you think? What's your guys' answer? I'm do going have, with... Do you have different answers? I wonder. Lalo, you say your answer first. You go. And then, and then Charles, you go. What do you think? Just Lalo's got he, dude. Lalo's got a voice for radio. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So Queen, Lalo's not going yeah, with Queen. Queen doesn't seem like something they do. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's right. You're right about that. If you've yeah. seen that, I, I'll tell you right now. It's between okay. A and B. Um, yeah, and I, I didn't think it was C either, so I actually, my, okay, so Lalo, go ahead and say which one, what, which one do you think it is? I think I'm going to go with Led Zeppelin, but 
Ooh. Okay. All right. So with me, I actually am going to go with B, the Rolling Stones. Okay. Rolling Stones or Led Zeppelin, head to head. Who ripped off the most artists on their debut album? It's actually B, the Rolling Stones. Ah! Self-titled debut album by the Rolling Stones. Released in the UK this week in 1964, which is actually a collection of R&B and rock and roll cover songs. Nice. Except for the lone original song, Tell Me, which was written by Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. Yeah, yeah. The rest of the album's all covers. Nice. I'm, you know, I'm going to do one more trivia question for yes. our audience here, and I'm going to see if, if anybody can get it. So, and we, we talked, any, any of you guys, if you listened to last week's episode, you're going to know this, all right? You're going to know this, but for those of you who failed and didn't listen to last week's episode, you assholes, um, who, <laughs> yeah. who was the song, Dude Looks Like a Lady? Who was the inspiration for that song? Right. Who was the inspiration for that song? And you know what? I'm not even going to answer it because I'm going to let you guys get on uh, this Facebook page, uh, the Rock News Weekly Facebook page. You guys can answer that question. <laughs> check it who, out. Facebook.com yep. slash Rock News Weekly. Yep. Uh, you guys can check it out on our Instagram as well. Instagram.com slash Rock News Weekly. Check out the episode from last week to hear that answer. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. That's a good trivia question it's if you good. don't know it. It's good. Um, all right. So let's move on. We got a couple more stories, guys, as we finish it up. Uh, Dave Grohl taps some rock legends for that pre-fame touring documentary with Charles. Oh. We, we were talking about this off the air yes. before we started the podcast today. And so here it is. This week, it's going to be directed by Dave Grohl, produced by the Foo Fighters. Nice. It's called Dave Grohl's What Drives Us. And it's based around the band's war stories of making their bones during the early days traveling together on the road. It's going to appear, premiere April 30th on the Coda Collection on Amazon Prime Video. Oh, God, it's going to be awesome. Also, some major high-profile rockers are appearing in this documentary, such as Ringo Starr, Flea, Slash, Duff McKagan, The Edge, Lars Ulrich, Brian Johnson, Steven Tyler, No Doubts, Tony Canal, mm. Black Flags, Kira Rossler, yes. St. Vincent, Exine, Cervenka of X, and many more. Nice. So make sure you guys check it out. What started as a side project to pull back on the curtain of the DIY logistics of stuffing all of your friends and equipment into a small space for yep. months on end eventually turned into an exploration of why. Yeah. What drives us? Number one rule in radio, don't go back and don't say what you did wrong. No, nope, absolutely not. That's the number one rule in absolutely. radio. And you did we're, nothing we're wrong. We're already moving on. Because, you did nothing hey, wrong. That, that is in and you the know past. What, you know what, Chris? Um, I was actually going to mention about this. This actually is very uh, – this is a very uh, cool – a documentary that I'm very excited to. Yes. Uh, in fact, two two music kind of uh, like co-workers of mine really into music that also kind of listen to the podcast and kind of follow up. Drew and Carlos, they, they have been plugging this documentary hard. Like we can't wait to see it looks this great. documentary. It really does look good. Uh, I got to say, Dave Grohl does a lot of stuff. Some of it I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. But yeah. this documentary is probably going to be one of the better things of his career in terms of just... He really did start from nothing again with the Foo Fighters. Yeah. And he did it on purpose because he didn't want to live in the shadow of Nirvana. Yeah. And he cut all the ties to basically everybody and everything at that time and started from scratch. Oh, yeah. Except for Pat Smear. Pat Smear, if you remember in the Nirvana Unplugged performances, Pat Smear was the additional guitarist that showed up for the Unplugged performances. And Pat Smear was from the Germs. Uh, kind of some punk rock history there with the Washington DC connection that Dave Grohl had with him. He was the only dude that he kept in contact with from the Nirvana era. Oh yeah. And started Foo Fighters with him. Uh, and Pat Smear is just a cool ass dude. He's just a, 
Uh, uh, he's every time I see him, he's smiling. He's just always he's just like got this like funny yeah. ass smile on his face, and I know that he's thinking in his mind like, man. I'm yeah. just making money and having a fucking great time playing these easy-ass chords and easy-ass yeah. songs, and he's, like, having a blast doing it. Like and the bassist from Hain? Yeah. It's <laughs> one of those kind of positions where you're just like, this is just too easy. Oh, yeah. And this is great, you know? I love that. Yeah, I love that. We Yeah, we were talking about that earlier about um, actually just uh, – I got I got this just ugh, it's such a dirty distortion pedal at home, which is oh, yeah. the nastiest. Just I love it. What is it? What's and, the name of it for our listeners? Uh, it's, it's a um, it's a what call it? Oh God, now I'm, it's MXS, um, MX MXS, right? Is that that's it? Um, a, a super like a super super boost distortion pedal, MXS or MXC? I I just know it's made by PV. So, I, God, MXR, we, MXR, yeah, it totally put me on the spot, Chris. MXR, and it, yeah, and it's it's just the dirtiest, filthiest distortion pedal. And I was telling Lalo, you can plug plug it into our little Fender amp, and uh, plug the bass in, and just really kind of get gritty and just have a good time, Which just one, have fun. Any of those up here? No, it's not. It's actually a little bit of the of, the, of a, the pricier one. It's purple. It's about a buck fifty. Oh, for okay. it yeah it was one of those things that ricky from got shocks was oh, like yeah. i said hey can you show me and he said hey come look at this and it was almost like the movie gremlins like where he had to take me back to show me the mogwai in the box the, is this the bass distortion pedal that looks like the bass distortion pedal but mine is broader it's like this big chris it's like this it's oh like it's that. wider it's fat almost like a, a, a like this size almost like that's it i believe it's it's just like that yep M it, but it's purple mxr m80 base di and distortion pedal yes that's it it's oh god it's it's but so disgustingly purple, huh? gritty yeah it's so just ugh, it's brutal i wonder if you have a special like a special edition there i think i do i think i do because this one's just black but it looks badass oh it's awesome uh one day i'll bring it over i'll bring it over during one podcast Heck look yeah. up look that up folks the mxr um, bass distortion pedal it's just it's called the mxr m80 bass di and distortion pedal oh, pretty cool god it's filthy but it's like lalo lalo's gonna be playing that pretty soon just having a good time doing like exactly what you said just having a good time just you know, throwing on those headphones and hopefully get some bass steak face like the bass is from Hain. That's right. Who's got the stankiest bass face I've ever seen. Slap at the bass. Yeah. Just slap at it. <laughs> slap -a. All right. Check it out. A couple more articles. Tony Hawk donating $10,000 uh, for a local skate park in Massachusetts. It was named in honor of a 19-year-old who was struck by a car and killed in 2015. Mm. So community members came together to revamp the city's only skate park, which was apparently a huge favorite of this kid who passed away. Oh. His name was Frankie Fortuna. Uh, so the skate park is now in the design phase, and the co-chair, co Stephen Snay, said he was thrilled that Tony Hawk's donation is bringing it closer to completion. That's so, awesome. Pretty cool. Tony Hawk didn't have to do that, but... He heard about it through the skater kind of community yeah. and wanted to make sure that it was a reality. So very cool. He just landed his, uh, it was like, I forgot if it was the 720. He just landed his final like 720. Oh like, yeah. He, he posted it. I think that's what it was. He posted it online and showed, hey, like, you know, cause he's, he's an older dude now. Yeah. He and can't the, do that. And, and most, stuff. most skaters can't land. I forgot exactly what the trick was, but most, most skaters can't land it even in their youth. And right. like, he, he did it one final time. That's it was, awesome. It was pretty touching. Yeah. He's pretty, he's legendary, man. I mean, the X, X game generation. When oh, we yeah. grew up watching in the late nineties, yeah. early two thousands, man, big time. It was huge. I remember that that was one of the only times they went 
into like overtime into other programming when he was trying to nail that 900. Oh, that's what it Yeah, that's what it, I think it was the 900. Yeah, yeah, he was trying to do that for the first time in history during one of the X Games and they and it actually went over the time slot for the X Games, but they continued showing him on the half pipe. Yeah. Trying and trying and trying again until he did it. Yeah. And it was like 20 minutes into the almost like 10:30 and it was over the allotted time of the X Games and then he finally did it, but I remember watching that on TV like it was like the World Series or oh, something. Oh, yeah. Oh, big time. It was time. unreal. Oh, yeah. I mean, and people were just on the edge of their seat. Everybody came rushing out uh, into the half pipe. If you've never seen that footage of Tony Hawk doing that for the first time yeah. on the X Games, look it up. It's L unbelievable. Look look that up and then look up um, a little something called The Best of Rodney Mullen, and you will not be. Oh, yeah. You will be very, very, very happy. That guy make was your whole day. Uh, a prodigy, man. An unbelievable. Uh, amazing prodigy he was like uh i don't know like a steve vi of the oh yeah of the skateboard or something yeah he, he was, was amazing him was him and real oh yeah big time um all right check it out some news from around the world um new mexico legalizing recreational marijuana use okay so that's a good sign nice uh sales will start next year april 1st at state's license uh, state licensed dispensary so heads up everybody in new mexico that's cool good for you big time uh highest gas prices in years on the way this summer Oh, yeah, 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 I've, that I've heard sucks. that. Yeah. So apparently they're going to be cashing in because they know everybody's going to be traveling. Yeah, well, that's, so kind there of, you go. that's kind of bootsy for starting bands and vans. <laughs> so just <laughs> going very, back to the Dave Goal. Yep, going back to Dave Goal thing. Yep. Uh, okay, check this out. Kraft just released grilled cheese-inspired incense, guys. Mm. It's called Kraft Singles Grilled <laughs> Cheese Scents. <laughs> and it comes with a wooden-branded uh, incense holder to get it. You'll need to tweet using the hashtags breathe cheesy okay. and hashtag sweepstakes <laughs> okay. now until April 15th for your chance to win it. So sweet, zombie Jesus. Only a thousand sticks of this treasured special <laughs> incense are up for grabs. Oh, man. my God. Craft Singles Grilled Cheese Scents. Oh, you know what? I'm going to burn that thing. while eating my cravey. Or I'm eating gravy and then have a KFC log in the fire. And a KFC log. And a KFC log in the fire. Oh, God. Can of gravy. Oh, God. Grilled cheese incense. With my monster uh, energy drink cologne on. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I Yeah, that's crazy. All right, check this out. Bush wants to give your dog an actual paying job. Here's oh, Gavin? This is interesting. Check it out. Bush Beer is looking for a, oh, Bush C beer. a CTO, chief tasting officer for mm. its bush dog brew line so this is going to be <laughs> a beer for dogs it's basically all it is is non-alcoholic pork broth oh okay so they're gonna have a dog beer line that's called bush dog brew and the job pays twenty thousand dollars plus huh. plus pet insurance and all the bush dog brew which is non-alcoholic pork broth can drink to apply, dogs must post their photos of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram with okay. the hashtag #BushCTOContest and a brief explanation of why they have the qualities of great CTO. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, if you've ever had dog, it tastes much better if it's soaked in beer. <laughs> Very true. So, <laughs> so good sure old dog, you know, beer, beer marinated dog. Yeah, it's like a beer canned mm. chicken. Yeah, exactly. Non-alcoholic pork broth, though. That's that's not. Where non, can I get some of that? I think that's the next Rob Zombie album. <laughs> I just album. want to have that. That's the next. That's the title of the next Rob Zombie album. Well, non-alcoholic. Prime has already oh. beat it to him. Pork, yeah, pork soda. Pork soda. Yeah, yeah, big which time. Is slang for beer. Yeah. Uh, all right, so check it out. Last, last here. Speaking of beer, Sam Adams is buying you a beer for uh, vaccine recipients. 
So Sam Adams is <gasps> offering a beer on them if you get the vaccine. Dope. The Boston-based brewery announced a promotion last week. Beginning April 12th, the brand says it will send $7 to you through the Cash App for a beer for anyone who posts a photo of their vaccination sticker or bandage to Instagram or Twitter and use the hashtag ShopForSam. Nice. And all you got to do is be 21 and over. It closes May 15th or until 10,000 of these things are received. So it's, it says to encourage people to support the bars and restaurants they love. That's so great. And you get seven bucks for getting a vaccine. That's yeah. cool. And considering, you know, there was all that nasty nastiness regarding that dude from Sam Adams a couple of years ago, then, you know, where he was like really good, uh, like had beef with anybody else who was calling themselves craft, craft beer. Remember that? Yeah, I remember but all that. This and that wasn't a good, a good look for him. Yeah, I think they're, in, good. they're on damage control and doing yeah. some good PR now. So yeah. That, that sounds like a good one. Heck yeah. All right, guys, that's it for us. We're going to watch the Pussifer live stream yes. uh, right now. We are actually getting ready uh, 2 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, our time. Yes, yes, yes. Watch it. Uh, it won't be on demand by the time you're hearing this on Monday anymore, but I believe there might be some YouTube footage or something, maybe a kind of a collection of uh, clips on, yeah. on Pussifer's um, YouTube channel or their website. Pussiferlive.com is the website, so check that out. Yep. And then Corn is doing their live stream this Saturday by the time you guys are hearing it, April 24th. You guys can check that out. Cornlive.com nice. uh, for more info on that. But that does it for us this week, guys. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Rock News Weekly if you guys haven't yet. And, of course, check it all out, rocknewsweekly.com. If you enjoyed our episode, please give us a rating in the uh, Apple or Google stores. doesn't matter how many stars. We do appreciate it. Thank you guys for the feedback and always tuning in. And we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.